This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Wednesday, March 22nd, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, back out in Arizona for the stretch run here in uh, training camp, uh, ready to get the information on uh, all the latest roster moves and what's going on with the Guardians. Uh, we had the World Baseball Classic final last night, an epic matchup with epic matchups uh, during the game. Uh, we'll get to all of that in a, in a minute here. Uh, but we want to talk Guardians and the roster first. Uh, what's the latest with uh, with moves on uh, on Tuesday as uh, Cleveland gets closer and closer to that 26 uh, man roster? Yeah, Joe. They uh, you know they they optioned Tyler Freeman uh, to to AAA uh, and they reassigned Lu- Luis Aviedo, a right hander and a first baseman outfielder Micah Priest. Um, to uh you know to to minor league camp uh they also um Tuki Toussaint was was sent down the day before he was reassigned uh they told David Fry uh that you know he's going to stick around with the ball club but he will not make the uh, final 26 man roster and they told Will Brennan Brennan delivered some good news to Will about making a ball club yeah that was a a, a funny story or, or you know sort of an interesting circumstance uh Tito uh, told reporters that he sort of checked with with uh, Chris Antonetti to make sure it was okay, and then you know he pulled Will Brennan aside and said, "Hey, don't press, don't worry. I know it can get all up in your head. Uh, you know you're in a pretty good spot here. I think you're going to make the club." So uh, they they just wanted Will Brennan to to be in a good headspace the rest of this week because he's done so well so far in camp. Yeah, and uh, you know he came in uh, to yesterday's game, stole the base. Uh, and I think Joe uh, Tito was saying, you know, around this time of year, you know, you see the, uh, the, the clubhouse guys post signs when the equipment truck is leaving for, uh, Cleveland. You know, some guys have their cars here. Who's going to drive their cars back? Uh, you know, and, and then, you know, where to put the luggage. So guys get a little antsy. You know, they don't know where they're going. Are they going to Cleveland? Are they going to Columbus? Are they going to Akron? And, uh, so it's a tense time, and uh, I think he just wanted to, uh, you know, calm down uh, Brennan and tell him, you know, hey, you did a good job, like you said, Joe, and uh, you're on the ball club. Well, and that also answers some of the questions that we had about the roster and what it's going to look like and how, the, you know, the makeup of, of the roster. Uh, it, some of those moves right there that you mentioned, uh, particularly the Tyler Freeman move, uh, that pretty much gives the utility spot to Gabriel Arias. Uh, and that was pretty much a no-brainer because of the way that Arias had hit the ball all spring. Uh, you know, he just seems to, when he's in that uh, Arizona air, he seems to uh, become a different uh, guy at the plate, sprays the ball all around the outfield, and, uh, you, you know, is gives you a, a lot of hope for uh, for the future in terms of what kind of player he can be. 
Yeah, Joe, he hits, he's hitting 341 in 16 games. Uh, you know, like you said, he's played all, you know, all over the infield. He's played some outfield, you know, showing a little bit of power. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so uh, exciting guy. And you just want to know what, what his future is. You know, you know, I'm sure the, the guardians aren't planning for him to be a utility guy his whole career. You know, he's too young for that. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he, this is just a placeholder job for him right now, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I got to think that he is going to get, uh, they're going to work him around and, and play him at so many multiple positions since he can play first base and, and a little bit of, uh, second base and third base, shortstop being his natural position. But, uh, you're going to see him get almost as many at bats as a, a regular full time starter with, uh, with guys getting days off early and, you know, trying to keep, trying to strike a balance between getting your, your regular starters, uh, their, their full at bats and, and, and then their full, you know, regular rotation and then getting them off their feet early and making sure nobody gets hurt, uh, in, in early April when the, the weather's not great and, you know, guys don't want to be out there freezing their hands off anyways. Uh, as far as the other, uh, roster spots and other positions, uh, it really becomes, uh, the decision now with keeping uh, Arias and, and uh, optioning Freeman uh, becomes a, a decision uh, among a couple of outfielders, Roman Quinn and Richie Palacios. Uh, with Roman Quinn, you get the the speed dimension. He can come in and steal a base for you. He's uh, excellent with the glove. Uh, he can play multiple positions, including center field, uh, if you want to give Miles Straw a day off. Uh, Richie Palacios will give you more at the plate and probably uh, is a better pinch hitter but his uh, speed is is nowhere even close to Roman Quinn's speed. Uh, Roman Quinn not on the 40-man roster. Richie Palacios is on the 40-man roster. That could factor into the decision as well. You would have to create a roster spot for him, uh, and it might mean having to uh, you know waive a guy like uh, Richie Palacios, who who you know the, they they really like and and seem to want to develop, but who could also uh, definitely benefit from more time at AAA. Yeah, definitely, Joe. Uh, interesting situation. So you, it looks like what they're going to open with probably five outfielders, right? I mean, and, yeah. and, um, so you got Brennan and, you know, whoever the backup is between Palacios and Quinn and Roman Quinn. Um, kind of interesting choice. They both are kind of, you know, not a lot of, well, we saw, you know, not a lot of power from each guy, you know, even though Quinn hit the three home runs early in camp, you know, his profile does not, Say he's a home run hitter, but he does play center field, like you said. So he could give uh, he could give uh, a straw a day off, right? Uh, and you know the bullpen being the other. Okay, before we get to the bullpen, uh, backup catcher. Uh, that job looks like it's going to uh, Cam Gallagher. Uh, he's it's it's basically his to lose unless something you know devastating happens between now and opening day. Uh, the interesting part of that situation will be, uh, you know, where, who, who goes to AAA and who gets pretty much released. They're not going to keep both, uh, Zach Collins and Mabry's Valoria. I think, uh, you know, both of those guys might give you a little bit more at the plate than what Gallagher does, but, uh, Gallagher is the, is the guy they seem to like the most in terms of working with the pitching staff. Yeah, it, it seems like that. Uh, Gallagher, not a whole lot with the bat. He finally hit an extra base hit last yesterday, Joe, his first extra base hit of the spring. Um, so, yeah, you get a little more offensively with Collins and Valaria. 
Um, you know, David Fry, like we said, I guess they, they don't consider him much of a, a threat behind the plate. Uh, he's more like a utility guy. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what they do with him as well. And, um, yeah, so I think, I guess Gallagher would be the guy behind Zanino. And, you know, you'd like to see a, a little more production from both those guys in the, in the final week of spring training. But I think pretty much the die is cast that way. Yeah, the, the questions about Zanino's, uh, you know, is, is he ready? Is he healthy? Uh, are, are still out there. They haven't been fully answered yet in this spring training the way that, you know, we had hoped to, to have them answered by this time, uh, one way or another. Uh, as far as the bullpen goes, uh, there are two spots left out there with Sam Hentges being injured. Uh, one of those spots looks like it's earmarked for Tim Heron, who's pitched well in his, uh, you know, his chances in, in catch league games. Uh, another, what, uh, inning in two thirds yesterday and, and, you know, looked pretty solid, uh, in, in the, in the game. Uh, that, that was played yesterday. Um, the other spot, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You've got two guys in Xavier, uh, Xavion Curry and, uh, Hunter Gaddis, who are both, you know, profile as starters. You could keep both of those or keep one of those guys as a stretched out, uh, you know, multi inning reliever. But then if you want him as a starter at some point this season, you know, when he goes back to Columbus, if he goes back to Columbus, uh, it's going to take a while to stretch him back out and, and, and do that. And, you know, how much do you want to do that to a young guy, uh, at, at this point in his career? What's most beneficial? Uh, or you've got a veteran in Mike Kelly who's sitting there if he, in, in a more traditional, uh, you know, relief capacity and he could fill that spot. But again, Curry and Gaddis are both on the 40 man roster and Kelly is not. So, uh, you're looking at the possibility of two, uh, uh, you know, and actually for you need Gallagher, uh, as well. So an, another, uh, uh, roster spot that would need to be created. I'm sure they could figure something out with, uh, you know, moving one of those relievers to the 60 man, uh, 60 day injured list, uh, possibly, uh, Cody Morris could be an option there, uh, for one of the injured guys, but, uh, you know, you, you still need uh, at least one or two more spots on the 40 man roster. Yeah, so that's what, you know, this last week is going to be uh, about, I think, you know, making those decisions, Joe. And most of these guys, you know, all have out clauses, you know, the later in camp they get, you know, they can become a free eight. Most of the, uh, you know, guys that are in camp on, on minor league deals, uh, you know, have out clauses and, uh, you know, now's the time they usually start exercising them. And, uh, you know, they want to find out where they stand with the ball club. If not, they want to see if they can hook on with another team. So, you know, that's, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds, uh, this week. Yeah. This is the, uh, this is the time when if you're a veteran, you, you, you want that sort of indication or that, that clarity. Uh, and if you're, uh, if you're a rookie, you just sort of, you know, keep pounding away and, and you, you do what they tell you to do. Uh, I think Hunter Gaddis came out the other day and, and, uh, you know, Sort of showed them that, that he could, he could do that. He could, he could fill that role, you know, emergency spot starts or, or whatever. But again, it's a question of what do you want to do to their development there? Do you want to just set them loose and in Columbus, him and, and Curry and, and, you know, let them pitch regularly and then call them up? It's, it's much easier to have them stretched out and then, and then shrink them down in the bullpen if that's something you want to do, uh, than it is to have them start out in the bullpen and then lengthen them back out uh, during the season. So uh, we'll find out 
uh, you know, probably on the other side of this off day, uh, you know, what they're going to plan on doing because uh, this team is getting close to being set and, uh, it's uh, an exciting time for a lot of guys. Uh, but you know, for most of them, they've, they've already known what, what the deal is going to be and, and where they're going to be. Uh, it was good to get uh, a familiar face back in the lineup yesterday uh, against the Dodgers, uh, and that being Andres Jimenez. Uh, Jimenez had played with Team Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic, and uh, they had reached the uh, semifinals against the United States, and it was just uh, really good to see uh, Jimenez back in the lineup one way or another. Yeah, he gets a hit in his first at bat back, Joe. He's back at second base after playing shortstop for Venezuela. Uh, you know, he talked to uh, reporters yesterday morning, said he was really, uh, really enjoyed, you know, the World Baseball Classic, really enjoyed, you know, Venezuela's run, and they had a great run in that tournament. Uh, so, and, but he said the best part about the whole WBC was, was hearing the Venezuela national anthem played in a stadium. You know, he's used to, obviously he's used to hearing, uh, you know, the, the, the USA, uh, national anthem, you know, countless times. But when you hear your own national anthem played in a, a stadium packed with fans, he said that was a, that was definitely, you know, it kind of almost brought a tear to his eye. Yeah, that's one of the neat things. The the on-field ceremonies, the pregame ceremonies with the flags from all the countries participating, uh, and you know the the just having the the players all out on the lines, just like an opening day for each one of those games, was a a, a really uh, you know special kind of thing for a lot of those players. And you know, for even the players who didn't advance to the to the elimination stage or to the the big games that we watched this past week. Uh, it was still a, a, a real source of pride to be out there and put the put on the jersey with your your country's name on the chest, uh, unless you were Great Britain, and then those those jerseys weren't uh, weren't a source of pride. Uh, however, you know most of the countries had some pretty fire uniforms. I would say uh, they, uh, the those uh, those Team USA hats should be flying off the shelves. I I, I would think after uh, you know the the last week of games. Yeah, it was it was a fun tournament. It was uh, you know exciting baseball, and uh, you know just uh, you know just great baseball. You know tense tension. You know the fans going crazy in the stands. It was, it was uh, you know anybody I guess who went along for the ride had to enjoy it. And like you were saying before we started, Joe, the only two guys that probably didn't enjoy it were. <laughs> Were, were Jose Altuve and uh, the Mets closer, who both got hurt and you know are out for a significant time. Yeah, Edwin Diaz uh, suffering the knee injury, not in a you know in a game situation, in, in a celebration situation, and Jose Altuve who broke uh, a finger and is going to miss some time uh, after getting hit by a pitch in the Venezuela uh, United States game. So, uh, yeah, I I, I got to say. The the level of fan service that that was provided by last night's finale uh, between the United States and Japan, uh, epic matchup, epic matchups within the epic matchup. Uh, the Japanese team is just they're just good, and their pitchers are all good, and their hitters are they're coming. Man, they've got some young guys who are you know a couple years away from coming here and and being impact stars in the major leagues. Uh, the, the young guy that, that hit the, the big home run for them, uh, he won a triple crown last year for that. I, I mean, uh, in, in Japan. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive. 
uh, they've got this young stable of hitters. And then to have the, the finale, uh, the, the last out of the final, you know, go to Shohei Otani striking out Mike Trout on what looked like just the most ridiculous slider you've ever seen after pumping 200 mile an hour fastballs past him. And Mike Trout never swings three times in a, in a at bat and strikes out. Uh, that's, it was just as impressive a performance as you'll ever see. And, you know, the, it's the two best players on earth and, and they're facing each other for the, with the title on the line. Uh, I, I think you couldn't have written a better script, uh, for, for the, the last out of that tournament. Yeah, that was, uh, that was like a uh, Hollywood almost, you know, the two best players in the game. And then you have the backstory that they're teammates on the Angels and, you know, the, the bragging rights are at stake. And, uh, you know, Otani was just, uh, you know, I mean, we, we might never see another guy like this guy, Joe. I, yeah. I, you know, I, this is, this is Babe Ruth on steroids, I think, you know, it's just, uh, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. He's just great. And, you know, that, that, that one stat that, you know, Mike Trout, has struck out in in at bats three times on swing on swing and misses on it's, three swing and misses twenty four times yeah out of over six thousand at bats think about that that's yeah, crazy that's that's crazy and and I'm, and we're talking the first two swinging strikes were hundred mile an hour fastballs down the middle of the plate that he just couldn't catch up to like that's that's the amazing part is like the the first swinging strike was low and over the middle of the plate exactly where Mike Trout hits every one of his home runs it's it's a it's almost a perfect pitch when you make it and somebody doesn't swing but when Mike Trout swings at it he usually hits it really far and Otani just pumped it right past him my question is like does Trout have to carry around Otani's boots for the rest of the year or something <laughs> like it, it, it what's the what's the punishment here it, it's uh, i i got <laughs> How do you face each other in the locker room now? It's you go back and just like you just know that this guy owns you for the rest of for the rest of time until you're put in that situation again. Yeah, I mean, like sometimes you know players have little bets with each other. Does does Trout have to wear the wear the uh, team Japan's uh, you know, oh, uh, jersey in the locker room when they when they get back to uh, well uh, you know get back to Mesa? Let's let's hope it's just a jersey and that it's not something more, uh, you know, that looks more like cultural appropriation or anything like that because they they could they could make Mike Trout dress up as a sumo wrestler and that would just be terrible. <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. You're 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 right. That that Japanese team is uh, just loaded and it, it it speaks well for uh, just the way that the. The game is, you saw how the games out in the Asian, uh, Asia Pacific, uh, pods that they played. All of those games were super festive atmosphere and, you know, packed. All the, the games in the Tokyo Dome were packed. So just uh, a lot of fun to see. And, uh, you know, if you ask the players right now, the guys who participated, you know, how often should we do the, the, the World Baseball Classic and, and how often should it come back? I think they'd tell you four years is too long to wait. I think they they would want to see it more often, but again, it's a uh, it, it's a, a logistics nightmare for for teams and for you know the 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 big problem is you know what what the United States runs into is 
its best pitchers were all sideline, not sideline, but just not participating. You know, uh, you had guys like Clayton Kershaw who wanted to participate, but, you know, couldn't. And, and the guys, a guy like a Garrett Cole should be pitching in this game. You know, he's the, one of the best pitchers the United States would have to offer. And he's just not there. And I think that's, that takes away a little bit from this when you've got third and fourth level pitchers out there starting for the United States. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Joe. And you can't blame the uh, MLB teams or they've got so much money tied up in these guys. You know, what Scherzer and Verlander are both making over 40 million a year this year. And the last thing they want, you know, the, uh, the Mets want is those guys pitching, you know, yes, last night and, and something goes pop, you know, and they lose them, you know, for a big chunk of the season. So, you know, it's, it's a dilemma and I don't know how you get around it. There could be a, there's gotta be a way to do it where maybe you only use them once. Maybe you allow, you, you loosen the, the roster rules up so that, you know, these guys can be pitching in their, in their spring training camps or whatever and just come to make one start, you know, Even if you've got Justin Verlander for one of these starts, it's still better than, you know, throwing uh, a third or fourth level guy out there uh, against a Japan lineup that that did what it did. And the United States hung hung real tight. They did really well. And Devin Williams was was incredible. I I thought he was awesome. Uh, You know, there were some really good relievers out there. And Lance Lynn, uh, you know, gave a, a really good effort in his two starts. But uh, they they just didn't have the depth in pitching that some of these other countries had, and uh, I think that's you know a, a guy like uh, Marcus Stroman you know wants to pitch for uh, his his country uh, or Jose Barrios they they want to pitch uh, for Puerto Rico or for Colombia or for Venezuela and the United States uh, it's, it's almost like they had to. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And, uh, and what about uh, Trey Turner? What five home runs in the in the classic? Is that, uh, <laughs> that uh, he tied, I believe he tied the most uh, most home runs in one single World Baseball Classic, and uh, he's he just looked like you were by the time he got up there in that final, you were expecting him to hit hit home runs, and you know that doesn't happen all that often. Uh, how exciting for uh, for Philadelphia now that they've got him. Uh, and, and he's coming back to, to their offense. That's, that's going to be, uh, you know, with him and Schwarber and they get Bryce Harper back, uh, that's going to be a team to be reckoned with. Yeah, Schwarber hits one too. So, you know, <laughs> unbel- uh, just uh, really a great game, great fi- great way to end the Classic. And, and as Tito said, hopefully everybody comes back as they left in one piece. Yeah, that uh, that Schwarber home run was just a great at bat. He kept fouling pitches off and fouling pitches off, and and you know I kept I was watching with my son, and I kept telling him he's gonna he's gonna make a mistake over the middle part of the plate, and he made a mistake over the middle part of the plate, and Schwarber hit that ball, and I didn't think it was gonna come down after he made contact. So uh, just a lot of fun to watch, and uh, moments like that are are what you you watch baseball for, uh, sitting there with your kid. Just w- expecting that home run to come, and and it and it does, and it's just uh, it, it was magical. Uh, all right, the Guardians have uh, San Francisco on the uh, schedule for Thursday. They're off today. Uh, and this is their last off day before. Uh, actually, there there's an off day uh, between uh, you know 
the the last uh, exhibition game and then the start of the season. But uh, this is a you know a, a chance to recharge, regroup uh, before this stretch run. They've got uh, San Francisco, the Cubs, the Rockies, and then a Cactus League uh, finale against the Reds on uh, on Sunday. Yeah, and then they finish up what playing Arizona twice at Chase Field, I think. Is that yeah. Right? Yeah, that's that's traditionally the the way they've done it the last few years before they they head off to to Seattle and we're we're getting closer here. Uh Paul, the uh the uh pitching matchup on Thursday, uh Cal Quantrill will go for uh Cleveland. Uh the Giants haven't announced a starter yet. Uh Quantrill 9.95 ERA and and this is sort of the the time when uh you know Tito and and Carl Willis have both said uh, they want to see uh, Quantrill, maybe McKenzie, this time through the rotation, uh, you know, sort of put things together and, and start to look a little sharper as they as the uh, season opener approaches. Yeah, Quantrill, really, what, he's only made three starts, uh, you know, with uh, the Guardians and uh, one with Team Canada. And, uh, you know, Francona was saying something yesterday that uh, Quantrill really, you know, does better with the with scouting reports. You know, he pitches the contact, you know, and there's no scouting reports in spring training. You know, the uh, Arizona is set up for hitters. You know, it's a great place to hit. And uh, so he's expecting Quantrill, I guess, maybe, you know, to make to get this start out of the way and, and go, into, go into the regular season, you know, um, a little better prepared and it'll be more his uh, cup of tea, so to speak. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was funny. He, uh, he said he, he pulled him aside and he said, uh, you know, you know, Quantra was talking about how he's 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 pretty much stunk this uh, this spring. And, he's, and Tito looked at him and was like, yeah, you stink every spring. It's not a big deal. So uh, it, it, he sort of, uh, you know, really sort of let his guard down a little bit and, and you know, uh, made him feel better about himself uh, in that situation. But I thought it was a funny story that that uh, Tito shared. Uh, before we get going, I wanted to mention, uh, Nick Mikulacic, who, uh, um, experienced some elbow discomfort, uh, back on the 18th, uh, at walking off the mound after throwing a pitch. Uh, the MRI revealed a, uh, sprained, uh, ulnar collateral ligament in his right elbow. Uh, that's the, that's the ligament where you're talking Tommy John surgery, possibly. Uh, right now it's a sprain. Uh, they will, uh, consult with Mark Schickendance, the, the, the orthopedic doctor, uh, who will look at the MRI, uh, to evaluate, you know, whether or not he needs surgery on that. Uh, so, you know, you could be looking at Nick Mikulacic, who had a nice camp and was so close to possibly, you know, being in the mix for, for that roster spot that, you know, could go to the Michael Kelly. Uh, Mikulacic now, uh, you know, facing a, a long road to get back on the mound. Yeah, Joe, he made seven appearances, 1.93 ERA. He was having a great camp and, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, one more, uh, kind of reliever goes down, you know, they, with Morris and, and Henkes and now Mikolochik. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. They, they, I, I they've been him. calling him, they've been calling him Miko. Uh, Miko, let they, me call him. Yeah. yeah let me, I'll just call, call him Miko. That's what Tito, that's what Tito called him. Tito called him Miko. So. Uh, we'll help you out there, Hoinsey. Miko is uh, is a good one. Yeah, so he goes down, <clears throat> and the, you know the, when you look, think about last year, how healthy they were. You know, you, you they definitely uh, they definitely need somebody to step in 
and uh, fill the, fill his spot or fill those two spots in the pen. And uh, hopefully we'll find out pretty soon here who those guys are going to be. Hey, uh, the home opener on uh, April 7th is, uh, is sold out for the 29th straight year, Paul. Uh, packed house going to be there uh, for the, the Guardians and Seattle when, uh, we, when you guys get back to Cleveland. Uh, should be a lot of fun. And uh, they, they started selling month-by-month uh, month month, uh, you know, ballpark passes uh, for standing room for, for every game for 49 bucks. A uh, pretty great deal there uh, that, you know, you can get a standing room pass and go stand on the drink rails. And, and for $49 for the entire month, you've got access to, you know, every game. If it's a nice day, you go. If it's not, you you, you stay home. Uh, another good deal is if you sign up for uh, Guardian Subtext uh, here through Cleveland.com, uh, Cleveland.com slash subtext. Uh, go there and uh, find the link or uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346, uh, $3.99 a month, and you get uh, Hoinsey with the club out there in Arizona uh, letting us know what's going on and what the next move is going to be. Uh, just a lot of fun. Plus, uh, access to our upcoming um, uh, subscriber-only group chat uh, Zoom call where we we answer all the questions that uh, that the Guardians fans have for us uh, in, a, in an exclusive Zoom uh, we'll be doing one of those uh, coming up soon. Uh, Hoinsey, uh all right, uh, day off out there in the desert, and then back at it tomorrow. We'll uh, we'll catch up with you on Thursday morning. Good deal, Joe. 